And that's so hard, right? Because we're, we have yeah. egos. Our ego loves yeah, to yeah, I don't yeah. want to say thank you. That's annoying. I, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I want to be annoyed. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, you're right. Yeah. I want to whine. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it just feels good to whine. But I think, I've talked about this a lot too, whether it's a person in your life that's annoying you or there's a problem or there's a stress or whatever or they're, you know, they have a disagreement with you, which is happening so much these days. But what can they teach me? That's what I've been yeah. trying to focus on. Even if I'm not like really wild about the person or I feel like they're rubbing me the wrong way. There's bad energy. I'm still trying to think just, I don't have to be best friends with them, but what can oh, I yeah. learn right now from yeah. them? They are, yeah. you know, people that don't always agree with you are some of your best teachers. Hey everybody, welcome to Lauren.Live, the Spirituality, Health, and Lifestyle Podcast. I've got Don Olson with me. Uh, how are you doing today, Don? I'm doing good. Cool. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I was just telling Don, for anyone who's listening, this won't really resonate, but for people that do watch, I just want to make a quick note. Um, you're used to seeing my fun uh, wallpaper in the background, but I'm actually in a new space today, which is really exciting. I'm really grateful. I'm in a, a new studio, and so in the coming weeks, you will see a fun wallpaper coming, but I'm a little okay. stark, plain, purity white going on today. But anywho, if, and that's a good reminder too for people that are listening. If you ever want to go over to the YouTube channel, you can actually watch most of the interviews live, which is really fun to be able to see, you know, the face of the guest and see us interact. But um, so Dawn is a healer of, of many sorts, but specializes in the herbal realm, if you will. He's an herbalist and, you know, a pioneer in that category. He's been working for most of his life, um, healing with herbs and in the herbal world. So I'm going to let you really explain what that means. I think we all know what an herb is or herbs or nature and how that can heal. But, um, Don has healed many people. And, um, I think it's best just to hand you the mic and let you kind of explain what, what does that mean? An herbalist or herbal healing? And then also just a little background on, you know, who you are and how you got into this, this area. Yeah, thanks. And thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the work you're doing and I really appreciate your keeping the spiritual approach alive because I think it's so vital and so important. Uh, I feel like we need all the soulfulness that we can get. And I feel myself, I, you know, work with soulful medicine, meaning that it's connected to nature and, and um, it's, you know, it's, as we were talking earlier, it's, connected to the seasons and the cycles and you know they have carbon dated plaques from what was persia back then that are seventy thousand years old that have pictures of the herbs that i use all the time you know like yarrow and stuff like that so so it's a long history and and also um carl Jung says that in our psyches, we have much deeper relationship to the herbs and to pharmaceutical medicine. Not pharmaceutical medicines are important, necessary, but psych, you know, soulfully, you know, I tell a cute story to my students. Do you ever go to your medicine cabinet, open it up, get out some aspirins, tip them onto your hand and go, oh, wow, that was so beautiful. <laughs> But, you know, you go to a rose and roses of medicine, it's used for the liver. Like you go, whoa, <laughs> this is my medicine. So, so, you know, and it's also living and it's also sentient so we can have a relationship to it. So 
that's again a lot of what I teach is a, a, a very relational, you know, to your medicine. Um, there's so much to talk about. So maybe I'll start with a little bit of who I am and where I, you know, how I got here. So yeah, I'm an elder and I grew up in Vancouver in the sixties. And so of course that was a huge dynamic time. And I had the great privilege to see so many people live from the doors to Janice Johnson to Jamie Henry, you name it. But it was a very fertile you know, time in Vancouver also was kind of the birth of the spiritual Eastern, you know, that happened a lot. And so, of course, I got on that bandwidth. And uh, so in 1969, I ended up working, going to a, a new restaurant that was just opened in Vancouver called the Golden Lotus Restaurant. And it was a vegetarian restaurant, as I mentioned. And, you know, that was January 1969. And then in by September 69, I was connected to a teacher. I went to India to study with a teacher for six and a half months, which was one of the best decisions of my life. I'm very into the shamanic traditions too, and we'll talk about that later. But my teacher, some people say these Indian teachers are more like like priests or like like religious thing but they're, they're shamans like this guy would have the scorpions follow him in a row and then when he sat down and meditate they'd line up around him you know he'd have snakes come into the ashram and he had a tree growing through his house you know they're just really nature i went to gangi i went to the ganges on the um rishikesh on the banks of the ganges and i met a a man named yogi raghavacharya who was studied with my teacher but he was he was 110 years old and he lived in the he lived his home was carved into the side of the hill and it was dirt but it was it was a nice home it was you know so i'm just saying it's a very earthy religion over there not sort of you know the the sky and the earth is my temples of what my teacher would say so in the Golden Lotus, we served herb teas. Mm -hmm. And in 1969, that was really unique. So it was simple things like chamomile, peppermint, and but some, you know, a little bit more esoteric for the times, like raspberry leaf and stuff like that. So um, it's kind of funny. My teacher, you know, we had, he was very big on us supporting ourselves and, um, you know, paying our own way in life. So I had to, I was a young man and I had to pick a career. So I, I choose, chose herbs. I mean, I started with natural medicines. And so I first started with a natural food store. I actually started with the vegetarian restaurant myself. Within a year, I, I moved and opened a natural food store. And the natural food store had a really strong dispensary of herbs. So in 1976, I sold that and opened my herb store, which only closed during the pandemic. It was open for 45 wow. years. I ran it for 18 years and then it changed hands. So, so that gives you a little bit of, you know, sure. very basic yeah. <laughs> start. Well, that's great. Wow. Sounds like you've, you've done so much and, um, what do you, well, 
I guess we could talk about what you're doing now later, but let's go back to all those things. Cause yeah, 1960s and seventies. And we, you know, a lot of people, you know, know that was a time, you know, meditation and yoga and spirituality and freedom and, and love and peace and drugs and both, you know, some that were like psychedelics, but others that might be a little bit more, not, not hallucinogenic necessarily, but just natural herbs coming in, like you said, teas and different things that were new that now chamomile's standard, right? Yeah, like that's yeah. not that new or weird, but, um, you know, I think a lot more people are familiar with herbs. I've done, you know, some different alternative medicines and I love thing. I mean, like even just, you're saying the raspberry leaf tea, like I'm pregnant. And at the end of my pregnancy, yeah. last time I drank that, I know that that's, you know, all of us are familiar with certain herbs that help with certain yeah. things, but we don't dive as deep as you have. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I guess, Maybe we'll start with this. I get, I love it. I love the idea of natural healing and medicine, um, but I do, I get kind of overwhelmed, right? There's so many different herbs and so many different things. So I think one, we have to be in tune with what's going on in our body to know which ones to use, correct? But also like, how do we, what's a good way to just like introduce yourself to the world of herbs? Cause I, I want to use them more and learn about them, but I do admit I get kind of overwhelmed. Like, are there any just basic ones that anyone could try that are very gentle and well, your very famous ones like chamomile, like this is a million cups drink, you know, take a quick break to tell you about a special app I've been using called Femometer. One of the app's main objectives is to help track women's periods and precisely pinpoint ovulation days, finding your most fertile days to help you get pregnant. Femometer can auto-recognize LH and ACG test results, give you daily advice for conception and ovulation predictions created by app algorithms based off your personal data. The app is suitable for people from adolescence to premenopausal with its main focus on people looking to conceive. As I'm currently pregnant, my favorite feature in the app is reading the baby development diary. Each week I get to see the progress my baby is making and read about the baby's size and new developments. If you're looking to track your cycle, trying to conceive, or want to read about your pregnancy development, I highly recommend downloading Femometer from the App Store. You can use the invitation code Lauren, capital L A U. REN, all caps, to receive a seven-day free trial and 50% off your first purchase. Make sure to apply this code when you register with the app. You know, rose hips, mm -hmm. um, you know, very, very, you know, safe herbs. Lavender. No, yeah. Uh, Lavender is a bit strong. Um, okay. It, it's good. I mean... <sighs> What I recommend, of course, this is my plug, um, but it's a plug for Ayurveda, for example, um, a system that's built around understanding the, the energetics of the plants, it, you know, makes it much more personable than just you taking something because in, in a system like Ayurveda, you are type of constitution and there are, there are three active uh, elements fire air and water those are the active constituents that translates into pitta fire vata air and kapha earth and one reason i bring that is like i teach i build up from that the basic foundation 
to the six qualities from that to the tastes and then from that to everything that benefits your constitution or doesn't benefit your constitution so especially that when that goes to herbs that's one of the first things we do and even the tastes and so you can there's no problem in acute situations to use an herb any herb and it wouldn't it doesn't matter what taste it is so you know like if you need something like golden seal for an infection and you're of the air constitution which doesn't do well with bitter in long term uh, then it's okay to use that short term but if you start using something long term you're going to imbalance yourself because that taste is not for your constitution for myself, when I first got into Ayurveda, I loved yogurt and I was living on yogurt because I, I ran a store and I ran, my, I was the leader of the spiritual group I was in and I, I just was really busy and had children and, you know, everything. And so I'd eat yogurt, but I always had a burning you know, pit in my stomach and it's kind of, oh, that's weird, you know. And the minute I learned Ayurveda, well, yogurt's soured. I'm a fire constitution. So again, yogurt's fine. I didn't stop eating yogurt. I stopped living on it. Yeah, you know? so much. <laughs> Making the dominant thing. So how about that answered your question? Yeah. Like, Yeah, I mean, there's many aspects to it. And I think, you know, a lot of people, we've been so, I always try to be careful how I frame this, trained and, you know, it's just, it's, the, it's not a bad negative connotation. It's the way our world works right now. We're used to pharmaceuticals, right? We're used yeah. to, you pop open the thing. Like you said, you take your Advil. And most of the time it works for most of us that are taking it every so often, not on a daily basis. But as we know, drugs have side effects. People know the horrible epidemics of op opioids and mm -hmm. all the pain, you know, the side effects of drugs. I think we've all taken a drug that, and yeah. had a side effect, right? And it has a time and a place and critical times i think you know there's a time and a place for pharmaceuticals but then you know you also flip side same thing with nature right you could take certain herbs too much and it could also have things that imbalance your body right so i think just to kind of like you were saying like it's about like i think it's about balance and um you know educating yourself and becoming familiar yeah, traditionally herbs are a lot safer. They are. They're oh just, yeah, definitely there's safer. A, there's a lot less deaths from them. Oh um, yeah, I just meant so, like you said, you could you could imbalance your body. Yeah, you need to know when oh, yeah. to oh, take yeah. it. No, yeah, yeah, they're strong. They're strong yeah. foods. You know, yeah. like they're they're concentrated foods. Let's go to like I like the you know the pharmaceutical aspect. Is like a lot of people don't know that aspirin was developed from the willow so you know willow was used for pain and so they you know analyzed it and learned how to make a synthetic version of it so as i was just telling you earlier about soulful medicine um just in case that was isn't on the recording but it's like you 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 don't go to your cupboard open your medicine cabinet and dump out your aspirins and go oh wow they're so beautiful yeah. you know but but willow trees are gorgeous you know and if you you know go and watch them and be with them then it's it's much more of a connection and you can you know um, yeah and, and they're amazing plants they're um you know it's, it's, it, they're very communicative plants mm -hmm. so it's, which is another thing is you can plants are, uh, are sentient so you can actually communicate with plants mm, yeah I, I know you have a spiritual pro so that's why i bring it up because panpsychism is like 
all nature is sentient alive. And then when I was trained by my, I had the great good fortune after I met my guru. And by 1980, I met a, a shaman in my area, a woman who was a, a native. And where we live in the Pacific Northwest, where you live, the fantastic thing is their culture wasn't totally stamped out like it was in most parts of the world. So they still have their big houses. They still live in their rituals. They still, and the beautiful thing about my teacher, Ellen, she passed just a couple of years ago at age 95. Um, but she was, I want I told you, I want to tell you a yeah. story about Seattle. Well, she was in Canada at Cooper Island and there was a residential school, but she was actually from chief Seattle's tribe. So she was an American. So they didn't put her in a residential school. She was taught by the elders instead of going to residential school. So she was a, a carrier of all the knowledge. I didn't learn this till her about, 70th birthdays one of the elders got up and told the story why she was so special so so you know so two things one is our culture you know it was a culture that maintained itself and they've been here for a long long time like and so um and of course she taught very much our connection to the plants you know that you know they're they're our brothers and sisters they're not you know they're not inanimate inanimate things that are there for our use that are there for us to have relationship with Mm -hmm. and i wanted to clarify too uh, that story is very great thank you for sharing that by the way um i wanted to clarify maybe i wasn't communicating well i i definitely agree with you that herbs are more gentle than pharmaceutical i guess what i was trying to to portray was that no matter what you're putting in your body it's important to balance and learn the relationship with it whether it is a pharmaceutical or from the earth, like you said, the relationship, the balance, the harmony, you know what I mean? Being in sync or in tune and, you know, maybe something that you take that's natural might be different for me, right? Because of our energies. So that's kind of what I was, I guess, yeah, I wanted to yeah, clarify totally, that. I, to, I totally support you because yeah. that's why, why I teach that because, yeah. yeah, you could you can imbalance yourself. And same, like I give the example of food. So you can do that with food. Mm-hmm. You can do it with yeah. exercise. With the fire constitution, I literally have a friend who was jogging in the hot sun at noon, which is when the fire's most dominant and died of a heart attack. Oh, like, yeah. like you know, you, you go to extreme, yeah. like a pit should be swimming mm. in cold water, mm. not running in the high heat. So right. yeah, anyways, that's how we, you know, live in more harmony with, with nature and her cycles. Yeah. And I think, you know, like a big message that I want to get out and talk about. I just feel, and you're the expert, so we'll get more out from you, but, you know, think about the pharmaceutical industry is so new if you really think about history, right? And so you look at shamans, tribes, people before, you know, any of our great grandparents were alive. What were they doing to heal themselves? They were using the earth, right? There are things put on the earth for a reason. And so I guess, I love that we are shifting into more holistic approaches. Natural medicine is obviously more popular now than it was, you know, yeah, 20 years totally. ago. It's yeah. more accepted mainstream, right? Like I can barely get into a naturopath. That's amazing. That's good that they're yeah. busy, right? But I think, um, I just think uh, there's still an uncomfortable feeling for a lot of people because we just rely so much on 
on, you know, the Western medicine and I'm not plugging them down by any means. I'm just saying, I do think we could heal ourselves more naturally, but we're afraid because we've kind of been taught our whole lives. Like you do, you just take the aspirin, you don't try something else, right? Or you just take the antibiotic every single time. You don't really think for yourself, like, "Mm, what should I do? What do I want to do with my body? Like, should I try something else? And so I guess, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what are some ways that well, we can get yeah, comfortable? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that it's, you know, it is changing. And for those who want it, those who don't, that doesn't matter. But one of my favorite all-time remedies, which is indirectly related to the herbs, is called propolis. And it's made from the resin gum from the beehive. And the bees go primary to the um, poplar tree and chew on the uh, resin and then bring it and put their enzymes in the ring back to their hive and use it to keep disease out. And, and if uh, an invader gets in or something, they'll bomb an propolis. It propolis means before the city. So it protects the hive. So this has been used for 2000 years medicinally, but they took it to a hospital in Europe and they proved it in over 5,000 cases. It worked effectively. So it doesn't damage your microflora or your biome. So why not try it first? I will take an antibiotic and I have taken an antibiotic. I've hardly taken them, but I had an abscess tooth and it wasn't responding to Mm -hmm. the herbs. And of course I, I, didn't want to, you know, be sure. stupid. And when they pulled the tooth out, man, it had, you know, yeah. it was a good thing I took them. Right. But but most of most of the time I can do it with the natural remedies. And that's better for you if you can, right. you know. But you know, if you can't, then certainly take an, you know, antibiotics and right. not, you know. Yeah, I think there's always a mixture of Western and Eastern or or natural and, you know. Also working together, um, there's a book by Mosby's Handbook, and and I can't remember quite the name of it, but maybe we can put it on the notes. <laughs> but it's really cool. I, my nurse practitioner had it open on her desk, and it's a really, really good book of herbs and pharmaceuticals. And it's not like a lot of the things where don't use herbs it was no if you're using this herb in this pharmaceutical take this as this time and take yes. that at that time yep. you know and sure. more of a blend you know and yeah. again you can like herbs heal herbs nurture herbs increase your chi your life energy they're living their foods and so you can be on a regime of say cancer drugs that you need for the curing the cancer but meanwhile you can be really helping your body and so you get you're more resilient and you bounce back right yeah because that you know as we know chemo has a lot of other side effects can be really hard on your body can also help Mm -hmm. you but you know yeah exactly i think a balance is wonderful and that's a good way to maybe start experimenting and um Oh my gosh, there's so many ways to take the conversation. I was just thinking of a few different things. Like even I had a guest on the the episode hasn't gone live, so I won't really talk too much about it yet. But um, uh, we were talking about iodine, for instance. It's pretty natural, right? You can find that in food sources, I believe. And like some of, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think 
Do like certain seaweeds or things from the yeah seaweeds yeah. are high yeah so, bladder rack is the highest yeah, yeah you can find iodine in some of those things right it's natural well what do they use in the hospital clean before surgery iodine yeah, so I think yeah. a lot of people don't realize too a lot of na- uh, pharmaceuticals or things that are used in Western medicine stem from natural so- you know sources but some of it not iodine necessarily but other things like you said of the willow tree and it can be manipulated and it becomes synthetic and then our bodies obviously. They do it in a way where most of the time it's safe to ingest with small amounts or a short term. But as we know with side effects, it's also very synthetic and our bodies don't really know how to break that down, which is why there's a lot of side effects and health problems, chronic illness, I believe, from medicines that are taken, you know, long periods of time that are really destroying our bodies. And it's such a hard catch 22 for people because I think they, they want to, here's what I guess I want to talk about treating and masking. So you can go to the doctor and you can get something and it'll mask the symptoms. So you feel better, right? But the difference with holistic is sometimes they would go deeper in. Why are you having this issue? You know what I mean? Why are you having these skin dermatitis? It's not just the topical treatment. It's inner in your body, right? So I guess that's my one complaint with modern medicine is it seems to kind of band-aid approach, which isn't really helping you. You just don't feel it. So I know this is long-winded, but I'm getting to my point. For instance, if you, here's my question. Let's say you have a cold. You're not feeling well. And instead of taking, um, maybe you're taking a mixture of things, some zinc, vitamin C, but you're also taking Advil. You're taking some DayQuil, which I really don't like things like DayQuil, but let's just say you're taking it because you're miserable. You've got some stuff to help you rebound, vitamin C, D, zinc, but then you're also masking yourself, helping yourself sleep, maybe helping your mucus dry up with synthetic fake chemicals, okay? So, great. If you were to go the herbal approach, are there things that could mask some of the discomfort and pain, or is it more repairing only? Because that would be the biggest difference. No, like for a lot of people... Uh, at, at Willow, and there's, you know, preparations out in the market that are done for you that are really concentrated that come out of Europe mostly because they they have more of a natural pharmacy over there than we did. And so uh, one's called Pain Away, and it's it's a, literally a liquid extract of Willow, like they make a strong, strong tea out of willow by boiling it but then they drop it through a a modern machine that turns that liquid into a powder and then you take one of those and they work really well for me most of the time so not only can it treat you but it's helping it's helping with the pain pain, yeah and and then there's you know okay back to your thing about all drugs i believe all drugs are built on a plant base because they they can't like they're not god they can't create something out of nothing sure. so that's what there's a silly movie called the medicine man with somebody stars in it but that movie speak the the reason they go find all these medicines in the jungle because they need blueprints to build sure. their drugs on okay. so you know yeah um, i mean that makes sense think of Let let me speak a little bit more to the symptom. It's interesting because we're so such a symptom based culture and, and, uh, and I'm, you know, personally, well, okay. So what, what I teach is a four level thing. So there's treatment and then there's awareness. So awareness is, you know, 
getting more of where, like, you know, when does this happen? How does this happen? What's it like? You know, what's right about it? And then there's life enhancement and prevention. So we treat, we, we, we work on the symptom, whatever it is, if it's say it's a headache, we, we, we use, we apply the herbs or, you know, again, we differentiate, is it a hot headache? Is it a you know, crappy headache? You know, cause then that'll make a choice of what kind of herb we want to use. But then we, like you were saying, we want to not, you know, in, in, in the system that I study and teach dream body or process oriented psychology, symptoms are messages from our psyche. They're, they're, so it's not just a symptom. It's, it's, a, it's an opportunity to learn something. So we also go into that. Don't ignore the fact that it hurts and we want to stop the pain. You know, that's be silly not to do that. And that would include taking an aspirin if you had to. Like it's not, but 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 go beyond that. Sure. Go into like, what's the message here? You know, what's it trying to tell me? Do I need to slow down? Do I am I going too fast? Do I need to, you know, and then, you know, if we also look at, like I said, dietary things and and then we as since we learn from it, then we can prevent it, potentially prevent it from. So I have symptoms that I've had in my life that no longer are there because I dealt, I, I dealt with them here when they were active, but I used my awareness and now I've prevented them from coming back because I've changed my lifestyle. I've changed my psyche because it's sometimes it's, it's like, there's a thing called the Santiago theory. It was came out of Chile. It was uh, Maturana and Varela were the two doctors who who named it, and it's called structural coupling. We are constantly in relationship to our inner and outer environment. We are merging as we speak. We are being made by our environment, by what we eat, what we think. And I think the new term they're using in science is epigenetics. But the Maturana theory is, I love that. Like, so that becomes, you're in this beautiful dance with creation instead of being separate from it. Like, right. you, you are everything that you eat, see, think, you sure. know, feel. Yeah, I'm Your glad relationships. You that, glad you brought that up because, you know, since this is heavily a spiritual show, I like uh, we're talking about health and herbs, but the spiritual side of it that that is so true. What what is the illness or symptom teaching you? Yeah, yeah. one it could be what? simple, like I'm dehydrated, I have a headache. Yeah. Drink more yeah. water, yeah. right? Yeah. Or yeah. it could be way more in, more in depth than that. You have trauma yeah. and stress, yeah. and you're holding it in, and then you have headaches, or you're not sleeping well. I mean, it could be anything. These are just small that's examples. Beautiful, yeah, that's beautiful. Like I love your examples. And but think of we know this stress, really extreme, stress. Yeah. We know that stress can cause so many chronic illnesses, right? So I mean, I think. To think that energy or experiences or, you know, whatever is in our world isn't affecting us. Oh, my goodness. That's so silly. Like, of course, it's connected. So silly. Yeah, I know. It so, makes so much sense. Like, uh, but, you know, yeah. you've heard of stories, too, even like people dying of like a broken heart or like heart attacks. Like, yeah, I really yeah. think it's correlated or, you know, like even my husband, I'm talking about his, like he's had some real issues with like acid reflux in his throat and his vocal 
chord. He even has changed his voice over the years. I didn't know him before, but just damage from that. And guess what? He's seen some spiritual healers and they said, your throat chakra is so blocked. And that's been something that he works on. And even I know just as a person, I know him. He has sometimes he had a stutter growing up, which was speaking. It's all so correlated. It's it's like, oh my goodness. So if you can kind of get in touch with someone like you, what a gift to look a little deeper, ask some questions, get connected and what's going on in my body and my mind. It's, you know what I mean? So I think yeah, the power of the mind yeah. can heal a lot too. Oh to, yeah. We just watched a neurosurgeon and he's a brain surgeon and it was beautiful. And, you know, he, he just, be buffed the fact that we're not hardwired the brain is more like an ocean full of fish you know it's like really like but he he emphasized that yes we can change our brain the traumas all those kind of things by reframing by therapy by you know and dreaming dream bodies process on your psychology is one type of psychology so but it's it's really effective it's you know really changed my life yeah and i think even just like i'm learning you know, like giving yourself, or if you're praying for somebody, like I've done it when my daughter's had a fever, been sick, mm -hmm. putting love where, where the pain is. Right. Or so like, you know, if I'm feeling something like, instead of being like, get away virus, you're bad. It's almost like this sounds silly, but it's almost like accepting it, learning from it, acknowledging you're here and saying, it's you know what? Silly. I'm it's putting strange. love there. And I kind of thought that with COVID, and I know this is a tricky and we kind of said we wouldn't get too deep, which is fine. We can talk a little bit about it, but I think it's a reality. We've been living through, through it, the pandemic and all the things, yeah, but yeah, I yeah, started thinking about it instead of fearing it. I thought, you know what? I'm going to put love there. Like I acknowledge that you're here. I don't really like you. No one likes you. This is difficult. This is a lot, but I'm, I'm placing love around this because it's a learning opportunity. It's our reality. I can't do anything about it. So what I'm going to do is send love there. I mean, that sounds all hippy dippy and great, Lauren, but I guess it's a different approach that's helped me because I tend to be a bit of a hypochondriac. And I thought instead of fearing it, I'm just going to try to more embrace the reality and send in good energy because that's literally all I can do. And then also try to take care of myself physically too. Right. But yeah, of course, yeah, I think they that's go hand in hand, yeah. you have to do both. You still have to do things and eat good food. There's, and a, there's a doc book by a doctor named Selt. I can't remember his name, but he's literally we talk to ourselves and they respond. I mean, just like I said, we, we respond structurally coupling to our inner thoughts, our inner voices, and to the external. So, yeah. So, you know, there was a guy that got COVID in the night, 2020 early on, and he was a he was just a somebody at the university stuff. He said, well, I just took the approach of curiosity. I'm curious about this. And yeah. so, yeah. So lots of time, again, that's one of the first things to take in relationship to something problem you're having is first of all curious and then also not necessarily to fight it but to be open to it and see what it wants to teach you right. not just you know you know right. like because that can in itself if you're always pushing everything away maybe it, it'll stay longer i don't know yeah. you don't know but i don't know but they've, they've done enough research on this that there is benefits to it and the fear factor is huge so if you're not afraid then you can your body can respond better yes. you know yeah 
And oh, there was one other thing I was going to say something about just oh the per- so the person that said to talk to your plants and they'll grow better, <laughs> they weren't so crazy after all. <laughs> I studied with Dorothy McLean. She was one of the founders of the community in Scotland called Findhorn, and they were a group of people in the fifties who they were kind of a beatnik generation, and they were traveling around. And she had already been meditating for quite a long time, but they needed to grow food, and so the one leader of the thing said come on Dorothy you got to meditate on the plants and have them tell us how to grow them and mm-hmm. she did that and lo and behold people from all the world came to see these incredible wow. vegetables that are growing in not ideal conditions so I've studied she's in your she's just died at 99 wow. and she was in she was near Seattle so 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 she taught me how to talk to to plants, she said, you know, like she says, it's wild. Like the plants don't understand, especially the trees, why we don't talk to them anymore. Oh. They going, going, like, come yeah. on, like, why do you, you know? And you go back into all traditions, and they had a, a relationship to nature, and and nature was sentient, and yeah, they would communicate with them. Absolutely, yeah. I think I've talked about that before on the show, some of my earlier shows, just about gratitude for mother earth and i've been trying to do that a lot more and i feel so much more connected and um you know like the tree hugger right there's a reason touching grounding i think that's become a lot more popular a lot of people know what that is literally standing dirt grass wherever outside sand with barefoot getting that magnetic you know energy pull from the earth um but i a new approach of even just you know you think about what like native americans still practice and did practice you you kill an elk or a deer for your meal and they were very grateful to that animal because it gave them life right well a lot of us don't think and i'm not downplaying us i just maybe we don't think about it it's all about consciousness we sit down and eat our meal we're just so rushed and busy in this world that we live in we're humans and we're trying to do stuff but i try when i do remember to just you know whatever it is whether it's a plant or an animal like this had to be grown and or killed for me to live like oh my gosh what a gift thank you one of my kids used to say as his prayer was thank you food for letting me eat you (laughs) hey it's simple but true yeah 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 so i think the gratitude aspect of what we eat the herbs just you know trees in your yard or whatever like that is so important that connection that i think we've a lot of us, not everybody, a lot of people get out in nature and do a great job of this. But Okay, so let me say two it. things to your audience. Is one is that next time you're in the city and you're, you're somewhere where there's a tree growing and maybe it looks a bit stressed because it's you know, busy in cars, say hello to the tree or just comfort it. Say, yeah. you know, thank you for being here. Thank you for purifying my air yeah. because they are purifying our yep. air. So and the other thing about gratitude is like my native teacher, Ellen, was really, she was a tough teacher. She wasn't all, you know, she was incredible, but I would phone her up and I'd be whining and, you know, she'd go, listen to me. And she'd say, have you said thank you? What? What do you mean thank you? I'm not thank you. No, have you said thank you? So she wanted 
she taught me to say thank you even to the hard things, even yeah. to the difficulties. Like, and it changes. Like it, it actually, it, it's. A, I hate it. Like I, I resist it like crazy. Yeah. Even now, when something's you know really bothering me, and and then I'll, her voice will come in my head. Have you said thank you? Oh, no, no. Right. Then okay. So I say thank you, and then it, some changes. It's yeah. like like you were saying about accepting the loving the thing and what i was saying about symptoms and the message well what does this what's right about this yeah. not always what's wrong about it yeah. but even just the attitude of what is right about this mm-hmm. what's it's here why is it here yeah and that's so is hard right all? because we're we have yeah. egos our ego loves yeah, to yeah, i don't yeah. want to say thank you that's annoying oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I want to be annoyed yeah yeah, yeah but yeah, you're right yeah. i want to whine yeah sometimes <laughs> yeah. it just feels good to whine but i think I've talked about this a lot too, whether it's a person in your life that's annoying you or there's a problem or there's a stress or whatever, or they're, you know, they have a disagreement with you, which is happening so much these days, but what can they teach me? That's what I've been trying to focus on. Even if I'm not like really wild about the person or I feel like they're rubbing me the wrong way, there's bad energy. I'm still trying to think just, I don't have to be best friends with them, but what can oh, I yeah. learn right now from yeah. them? They are, yeah. you know, people that don't always agree with you are some of your best teachers. Oh, totally. And, and you know, and same thing with an mm-hmm. illness or something. What, what is it here to, you know, teach me? Um, so I think the earth can teach us so much as you, I know you must agree, but. Um, oh, so, so, so much, yeah. so much wisdom there. And, and in it's way beyond it's, it's, it's the connection. It's the, you know, people feel isolated. And yes, we do get isolated from each other, especially this last couple of years. But there's a story in India that I love. This this teacher gives these two different disciples a bird and says, go kill the bird where somebody's not watching you. So one person goes around the corner, breaks the necks, come back. The other one wanders around for a year and finally comes back and with the bird and says, uh, I couldn't find anywhere where nobody was watching these teachers well what do you mean well either i was watching the bird the bird was watching me Mm. so it's like so we're never alone we like and nature like is i say over and again is sentient i you yeah we can literally Class could talk to us too. It's not just a one-way street. <laughs> I think people, I mean, you know, when I'm listening, I'm just like, okay, people might think we're kind of crazy. And then other people are totally like, yeah. You know, I had heard this and I, I resonate so much with it when I learned that, well, that's what I believe. You know, I know that look, we're conscious beings. I believe that we are and animals. And, but then when I learned that the planets, Mother Earth or the sun, anything that's in existence is conscious whoa, that like rocked my world and shook me because I just, I don't know, I have a different relationship with the earth. It's our home. It's beautiful. Why do you think they call it Mother Earth? Yeah. Really, there's a reason, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That blows my mind though, the conscious planet. Okay, whoa. This is like, of course, (laughs) trees have energy and they're existing and they have a consciousness, but it's hard as a human to kind of like wrap my head around that, I guess. If you well, know. we're a little bit arrogant and we're a little bit cut off and we, you know, reductionism, you know, the last 300 years of science has reduced things to parts and yeah. me- mechanistic models. Yes. So nature is an open system uh, that 
fluctuates all the time and is always like i said structure company we're always bringing in things and changing you know mm. so and nature's like that it's like and it's also like i said it's so rhythmic and consistent <laughs> you know mm. thank god that's, <laughs> yeah that's true when i look outside that's one thing i always think when i look at the trees <clears throat> the consistency yeah always there they're always there. They're yeah. always there. And yeah. no matter what, and yeah, the weather changes and there's energy. And I guess it's like, of course, if we're living and we have energy, animals living and they have energy, we know plants have energy. Why wouldn't everything have its own, you know what I mean? Form. energy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That makes yeah. so much sense. Wow. So what are some ways, what are some of your favorite ways or ways that you could just give for some beginners? Like, okay, I feel like I'm in this mechanical world. I want to get more in touch with nature, not only just itself, but also maybe incorporating some herbs and, and natural things in my life. Like what are just some basic ways we could do that every day? Well, I think to start with is start saying hello to your plants and, and maybe even, and you know, if you have a problem, then try it, just go to a tree and, you know, be really humble. Like my my teacher Ellen would say, you know, like don't you know say yeah, I'm just you know this humble being and stuff. But maybe you could help me. Like don't approach like the Western dominant thing. Sure. Like nature was there for us, but you know, be open to it and and ask it if it you know has any advice for you around a problem. And you know, you could be amazed sometimes the answers that come Signs. back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And eventually, hopefully you'll find your favorite trees. Yeah. You know, I have a, yeah. Things you're drawn to. I've noticed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can tell you a really powerful story if you want sure. about. Well, I was working with this beautiful Gary Oak tree. It was in the Beacon Hill Park in the city of Victoria. And I would go to it all the time and pass it on my way to work and my way back. I would meditate with it. I I would sleep with it. I would bring my crystal and put it there. And like I did this for years and years. And I was studying with Ellen, studying with Dorothy McLean. Well, it was kind of really interesting because the beginning of myth of my my program that I teach that started in 1986. So it was it was winter time and it was the last class of an evening class I was teaching with a fantastic group of people. My buddy and friend and therapist, Stan, who's still my buddy and friend and therapist and process oriented, did a little ritual like we I have people do a presentation at the end. He did a little rituals with deer antlers and this powerful plant in the Pacific Northwest called Devil's Club that's related to this in in the indigenous people here. Anyways, it was and class went on, it was about 10 o'clock at night, and it was snowing, which you're in the Pacific Northwest doesn't snow that often. So, but we're both in a really beautiful consciousness. Like we're both really this class was really, you know, got us into this beautiful state. And I looked in and I said, do you want to go? No. I said, okay, let's go see my tree in the park, you know. So we drove into Beacon Park. It's at night. There's Victoria's, you know, newlyweds and nearly dead. So at 10 o'clock, it's usually, you know, it's very quiet. Yeah. So we drive through this park and we pull into the parking lot and we get out of the van and we start walking down to the tree that I'd been meditating with. And all of a sudden my heart goes, <gasps> and they're lying on the ground is this tree mm. is snapped mm -hmm. and coming out of the trunk 
and I'm not a visual person. I don't see things like this seldom. There's this beautiful blue glow. Mm. And inside this blue glow is this this female form. Mm. She says, I called you here because I'm leaving now. My home's been, you know, destroyed or whatever. And I want to say goodbye before I left. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, sorry, yes. you had you had like um liked that tree before though? That's the one okay. I did for oh, five years of oh meditating gosh, okay. with. Oh my it. gosh. Yeah, That's no, so I cool. Had, yeah, like and um, you know, why did I go there that night? And then my wife found uh, a little piece in a book about trees in Beacon Hill Park, and it talked about that particular mm. tree coming down in that storm, yeah. and it was over five hundred years old. Wow. So it's kind That's of, yeah, really so cool. you, you really can build, a, well, I'll tell you, a very simple, I'll leave out the details, but there's a man in named Elliot Cohen who lived in Santa Barbara. He went out to the forest and was tuning into plants, and this tree told him to sell his home mm. and move. He said, oh, come on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to sell my home and move because you tell me to. But he said, eh. So anyways, he sold his home, and shortly thereafter, a wildfire came through and wow. destroyed his home. Wow. So That's wild. I can tell us your mother's stories, too. But, it's, you know, yeah. plants, yeah, we are, in a, we are in a conscious universe. We're not, you know. No, it's, uh, it is, and I think, you know, I try to. I try to tap into it more and it's something that I, you know, want to keep working on, but you know, different people, you can get messages from spirit guides or past relatives or, you know, through mediums or nature. The point is there's lots of different ways to get, yeah. you know, yeah. energy and yeah. communication yeah. and wisdom. And so why would you stop it? You know, of course, why wouldn't nature could, could provide that for sure. Wow. That's a really cool story about the tree. I think, you know, back to your question now, people said, I think most people are using herbs now. So I, I, all I would just maybe recommend is they, you know, maybe spend a bit more time smelling the herb they're mm. using, taking some actual energy to taste it. Mm. Um, I do, I teach attunements so that, and I have people attuned to earth, air, fire, water, mm-hmm. and attuned to plants. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we did a, well, there's two things. I, I did a ceremony once with a, a teaching class and, and we did it like ceremoniously and it wasn't a, you know, like a psychedelic or anything. It was just a regular, I think it was mugwort or something, which has some, some effects to it. But when we did a, ritual with it it was everybody had a more powerful experience and i'm not saying you have to do ritual but maybe take a bit, bit more time drinking your herb tea one day like the Chinese, sure. like the japanese have a tea ceremony right. it's not just oh i gotta right. you know there's my kinesia there's my you know, raspberry <laughs> off to the races you know right like, okay i'm gonna this particular time i listened to this weird guy in this podcast i'm gonna just try and really feel this herb and see how it feels in my body mm-hmm. and know that you're stru- structurally coupling with it. Mm. It's becoming you. It's mm. not just, you know, Going you're taking in your cells and, right. you know. Wow. That's a good advice. Just kind of gratitude, slowing down, being in the moment mm-hmm. and yeah, just kind of connecting more. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think this has been an amazing uh, conversation <laughs> 
I, my next question, which kind of leads into, or maybe the segue of, of kind of completing this episode, but I'm obviously really intrigued and curious. And like I said, I can get a little overwhelming. So the beauty of people like you is that you can help coach, mentor, help us learn more, maybe what might be right for us. So how can people like find you? And is that what you're currently doing is you're helping one-on-one? Not doing one-on-one. I'm doing teaching. That's my main process, mentoring. Um, But, you know, I, I have a lot of live stuff with people, mm. like even virtually like us here. Sure. So I'm just actually creating a pilot, which is kind of cool. It's, it's based on my course that I ran since 1986, live and online. So I've done it all many times. But I when I did my master's degree in, 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 in when I was 67 in 2013, I did my thesis on transitioning offline classes to online. So I've been really studying this transition to this new world we're in. And so I'm doing a pilot where I'm even putting more uh, involvement, more participation with the students in not only the creation, not, you know, creating it and participating in it. And also I'm have learned really strongly. Like I teach a few complex subjects, but I'm learning to drip them out instead of study this, then this, Mm. this, and also integrate it. And I'm going to build it all around the elements. So Mm. I feel really excited about it. I, it's a new way of teaching what I've taught for a long long time and and i think it's really cool for the you know again for the people that resonate with this feel like it would be something they want then i think it's a it's a perfect tool it's it's not the science paradigm it's not this for that it's not a biochemical model it's more of a relational model it's based on my book i have a book called pathways to healing a guide to herbs ayurveda dream body and shamanism Mm. so this course is which all i wrote that book based on my work with people's you know written in 2000 i've been working for 14 years with people so the book's definitely connected to the course that's how i wrote it um so, so if people interested, like we talked about the very beginning of paradigm, the science paradigm is a paradigm. It's, it's a social construct. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't belong to God or it doesn't, it's just, we've agreed this is the rules of the game and this is how we'll play the game. Well, Ayurveda is, is a paradigm. Dream body is a paradigm. Shamanism is a paradigm. And it's a different point of view, a different relationship and different rules, but you get, results that you would not get in the other paradigm just be almost because it is different it is a totally different way of viewing like we've been talking a little bit about your symptom well what message does this have that's the dreaming body you know in shamanism you can become the symptom maker or the symptom so there's a cute story in the sorcerer's apprentice and it was the disney show that i watched but that merlin's having this fight with the sorcerer right and they're just going out and they're shape-shifting he he turns into one thing she turns into uh, he turns in and finally he figures out i'll become a virus mm. 
And the dragon goes, the other person he's battling with, the sorcerer goes, oh, no. And he goes into her nose and that's it. (laughs) So, again, we literally, you know, again, it's more soulful and and more creative. It's not just, what pill do I take? You know, like, wow, how do, wow, why is this happening? How can I get involved? And how can I, you know learn from this and how can i take this energy and take this dreaming this dreaming is happening in my body this dreaming is happening in my relationships this dreaming has to be happening at night so how can i use that dreaming in my life like Mm. how can i flow with the energy and and work with it instead of just stopping it you know stop (laughs) totally yeah and i think that's you know one thing we've been doing is just like we want an immediate fix a quick fix uh you know immediate everything gratification at the tip of our fingers on the phone it doesn't not just like illnesses but just everything is like fast you know we're impatient and i think that's not really how we were designed that's not how the earth works nothing is immediate i mean it, it it's forcing us right maybe your illness or your symptoms forcing you to slow down and look around and get connected and there's so many messages within that so i really like that you brought that up um very cool. Well, man, I definitely am intrigued. I want to learn more about herbs and um, start getting more in touch with things around me. It's always a goal. So it's a good reminder for me. You know, it's a practice, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, you know, I do think there's just such a beauty to connecting with nature and using it to help help you feel your best and be your best person. Yeah. So I thank you for your work. Oh. You're very, very yeah. well. Thank you for your yeah. work too. I love sharing. Yeah. This is, I mean, gosh, I feel so lucky to be able to have people like you. I get to learn, but then I'm also sharing with other people. That's the coolest thing. Well, you, you give me an opportunity, and that's why I started going as podcast guests. I only started this year doing it on a regular basis. And that's because I want to have this conversation with you. Like, and I want to have this conversation with your guests. Yeah. I want us to dialogue and, and you know, talk about it. Totally. And then, you know, maybe you disagree with something that we've said in the show. Then disagree, you know, sure. like, let's talk about it. Let's, maybe there's you know, something that, you know, piqued someone. Oh, my gosh, like, I'm going through this right now. And how can I look at this a little differently? And maybe yeah, it'll yeah, change their yeah, life. You yeah, don't know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. 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 Change your point of view can change your life. Absolutely, yeah. Cool. Well, I thank you, Don. You're very welcome. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much. You guys, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And, of course, you can find me on my uh, Instagram account, at Real Lauren Live. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Bye.